Just hate everyone that sounds like that. Um, so in honor of Toni Morrison, I'll close with my Lorraine bit. She doesn't really make sense to anyone who doesn't hang out in Ohio, but maybe you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Toni Morrison um, went to hang out with Tupac. But I, I've i had the same phone number since I was 16, the same cell phone number since I was 16. Um, and I get these text messages that I don't understand. I, uh, I don't get them as much now. I think I requested to not receive them, and, and they only sent them, like, sometimes after that. But I used to get them all the time. It would always be Texas, Texas politicians sending me text messages, always Republicans, asking me to support them, Ted Cruz one time. And it would always start the same way. It would be like, Lorraine, please. We need your support for the conservative movement in Texas. Like, please support your local grand old party congressman. And I just don't understand, like, who the fuck is Lorraine? Because I've had this phone number for, like, 18 years or more. So who's Lorraine? I'm Lorraine. I'm Lorraine. Thank you. I used to watch What I Eat, but they stopped letting me babysit. All right, that's been our show. Welcome to Listen and Unlearn. I hope that you ended this with less knowledge than you had at the beginning. Have the day you deserve.
hear my jacket just now. Sorry about that. Uh, that was Laurie McKenna, and the song was The Bird in the Rifle from her album, The Bird in the Rifle. And that song uh, gives me the chills every time I hear it. Before that, we heard Susan Vega uh, with Lover Beloved from her Lover Beloved songs from an evening with Carson McCullers' album, and that song was co-written by Duncan Sheik. We also heard The Flaming Lips uh, with The Sound of Failure, Kevin Morby with the Dead, They Don't Come Back, uh, Robert Lester Folsom with April Suzanne from his Music and Dreams album. It's been a few weeks since we've heard Robert Lester Folsom, and I think that's a few weeks too many. And at the start, we heard Chop Suey by Casey Shea. All right, you're listening to Song and Bone at Radio Valencia.fm, and uh, yeah, I'm going to make some more noise with my jacket. My apologies again. Uh, up next... Uh, we're going to hear from Israel Nash, and uh, thank you, Jody, for turning me on to his music a couple of years back. Um, if you haven't checked him out, the album Israel Nash's Silver Season is a spectacular album, and here's a cut from that album. Enjoy. I see you twice as many colors 
life was to be an echo Riding along town after town, toll after toll Dick's paying up through the great southwest to forget her
Yo, what's up? What's up? So basically, if you can hear me or not, I don't really know. But I'm trying to play my fucking music. So that's what's happening. Rachel held it down though. I was really down with that. Aww. Hold up, I almost have it here. My arm isn't long enough. All right, this is Streets of Gold by Young Marks. I'm saying so like that's my music and shit but I'm disorganized or whatever so fuck you it's cool though where are we at here we go here's another one check out Death Wish Young Marks J-Box Dream. 
Everybody got a death wish, you not special. Check out the Event Horizon mixtape. de vosotros a voluntad. Nos apropiaremos de vuestras posesiones. Y os causaremos tanto dolor como podamos. Check two and two and two and two. What's up, B? Tell me some some sounds. This is what I'm thinking about. I think I want your verse to go first. But uh, I'm just gonna send you this, and you can like write. I'll send you the beat to me for right today. Word. Truer rhythm than thugs, cars, the wheels get it. Flew more sicker than butt, sars, the real living. Mixed it in interim, in between and misrepresented. Never intended the scheme, I just ain't never was winning. So I had to lose a contusion beat like a sous chef. A few breaths, three dollars in lean shoes, stressed. Under influences, influenza, kalanapin. Feeling pilly off silly goose and a lot of gin. I probably grin if a nigga could feel his taste buds. The brakes, bruh, is what it is and it ain't us. Thank lust, niggas dying before they buck. The hurt is 
drug addicted to that ain't worse enough the hearse is bluffed when we die they just eat us baby been sleeping lately till five since i ain't seeing lady may i get hazy piling raining like green bills so i be snotty no medication except for thrills the dream's real it's just that it ain't for niggas just watch a special on africa with no pigment in it been trying to end this apocalypse is a shift away i pray for rain my nigga i pray for rain praying for rain my niggas praying for rain to end the rain Wash it away again. I pray for rain. Yo, 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 you been zicker. Eleven cop shot, Brooklyn blocks, hot baton rouge. Refracting news through antidotes off avenues. Praying for an antidote like the antelope. Greatest of all time, sacrificial goat. Ripped over. Scriptural poetic mysticism is the crypt lower. Message from the RAF to the Luftwaffe and the beat goes on. Lost bread with the Holocaust, burnt right before you pawned it off. My worst night, I thought all was lost. First light when I saw y'all. Indecision split within a prism akin to prison. Poltergeist and purgatory enter a thirst for darkness. The harness lightning and artists unenlightened, harsh and right and soft on my touch. It wasn't at all exciting. Lost and tarnished the mighty warriors and our like you are what you ain't in the golden state Ibn Zicker been watching them shots rain met a couple women but it's not the same hence the beginning of a powder cake and about to bang found the edge amount of red times how long you spent working the continent locking them documents watching for progress of an apocalypse Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the birthday show. This is Friends of the Pod. To my right is Critter McDonald. To her right is the Queen. Ooh, hello, hello, hello. And to and to her right. Hello.
much scores. Somebody, why are you going to listen? Somebody. So you just circle time. Yep. And I want you to get down. Put your head down. My head down? Yeah. Somebody. That's why I make that noise. And I should want to do. Listen. To the poor to me do it the PZ. The show. And get the golden microphone. And get that blue microphone. <laughs> and you should want to me. Flala. One. 
gifted. Please. Please. So I really say please. I don't know who you're talking to. You're talking to Lala? You're talking to who? Talking to you. Use the microphone. I can't hear you. I, I said one, two, three. Get those ones. Please. And go up there. Okay. Standing there. Okay, I'm standing up here. And go up at one meal. Okay. And tell somebody it is. Tell somebody what? That it is. It is what? what I'll say stand up and you say oh, sit down. Oh, you're tripping. I'm tired. I'm going to sit down. Me too. Okay. Hey, I just want you to to pull about, and you got said, go say something. Um, I'm waiting for the queue. We going to open that. Okay. Tell somebody. You want to tell them what we did today? Yeah. What did we do today? We we sing. Still want to paint that? Oh, you want to go painting? I just want the waist so. Any eraser? Which chalk? You want some chalk? We got chalk. We got erasers. We can paint. New toys. We also got new toys. A new lunch box. We also got a lunch box. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What else did we get? Nacho Max. We got a Nacho Libre mask. That looks like <laughs> urine. That's very questionable. <laughs> She's laughing. You're passing it. <laughs> My waist is It's pretty urine. I mean, you're hurting. Beside her. Yeah. Hey, you said one, two. Guy, are you a girl or are you a boy? Boy. But I think Cardi. My name is the guy. Now I'll just spell my name is D U B L U I L E. What? G U L O N M O N. What happened? You used to know how to spell your name. I can't. But G I am the golden microphone guy. I L E. How do you spell? I am a golden microphone guy. Yep, you're a golden microphone guy. So I go to kick somebody's. And now. You're gonna what? I'll kick somebody. And I will take over this. Hell! Virally? Um, do you see somebody? Yeah, I see some people. Who do you see? I don't know. You don't know? No. You should ask people. If you go ask them. Let's do some crowd work. I sick want you the pardon about them. <laughs> no. 
out about the new names for the fish. Tell me about the names. I just found the fish is it's a one I I all day day. He sees a whole I, bunch of eyes. What does that spell this? What is that letter? It's an ambush. Uh-huh. What's that letter? U. U. Use a microphone. It's U. Okay. What's the next letter? What? The next letter? J. No, that's a T. T. What's the next letter? I. Okay. What's the next letter? N. What's the next letter? No. That's pretty tiny. But that's a... What's the last letter? What last? The last. You. That's a Y. Why? That says mutiny. Mutiny. And I want to love the ones. And I want you to listen to me. <laughs> and I just want you to get the microphones. You want everyone? You're on the radio right now. No. Yes. It's probably in the music. Want to advertise anything? Tell them about your college funds? Yeah, but I should want to, but I don't need to. That's true. <laughs> but I should want to put the microphone up. What microphone? Bro. There you go. Whoa. Whoa. Another way, another way. Up here. Hey, I should want you to put the microphone and get the microphone. You want everyone to have microphones? Yeah. And I should want you to put the microphone. You want it out? Yeah. Who did? Help me, please. Yeah. Help me, please. Mom. What do you need? You need help with the microphone? I got you. Can you help me put it up there? I can't. Put the microphone up there. What about? You said, want to get down? You want me to get down? Is my time done? All the microphones. All the microphones. What would you do with all the microphones? I don't know why. <laughs> I want to seek. No. I want this. What uh, do you want to eat? What you said? What do you want to go eat? What you said? ¿Qué quieres comer? Stop talking loud. Oh, pues, you don't listen to me in English. I'm going to say it to you in Spanish. I don't want to talk Spanish. Pues, talk to me in English. What's, what's this podcast called? I took one of them. What are we going to eat? Spaghetti 
Can anyone in the airwaves help us decide? I have a five-year-old. I have two non-picky eaters and one distaste. <laughs> That's nice. Hmm? Dang it. I don't know what you're talking about. I want some food. I think I should want you to play the music and turn all on. You want to put the music on? Yep. That's a good idea. What kind of music? Baraka's music? Is hey, Bray Mijo. our special guest Chill today out. for music? Chill Welcome, out. Bray. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you as a friend. He'll be a professional. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I do got to thank Amanda for uh, corrupting <laughs> us with uh, your uh, your presence. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I know. When, oh. I, when, I, uh, when I first heard... Um, well, when Critter put out the links, like in our group chat, we have a group chat, and uh, we don't we don't talk shit about our guests, <laughs> except for Chris. <laughs> Oh, this guy's a really good Catholic. It's a good thing you're not a priest and that's not a boy. <laughs> Man, it's like, and, and I wonder too, it's like, uh, you know, just what, what corner of the basement do you have her chained up to? <laughs> if you want to get a hooker, you get, they're all over the place. We're in San Francisco. Hell, you could even go to Oakland on East 14th in between like, you know, I don't know, like 19th and 23rd, you know, and, and go find one for probably a little bit cheaper than this one might run you. Cause at least I got to throw this out there. I, well, we need to, we need to gather up a Warhol coffin. Uh, shout out to Warhol coffin. You're an hour late. He's always on time. Is that this gentleman? No, 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 no. Who's Warhol coffin? He's not here yet, but we're going to do, we're going to do our Warhol thing when he comes in. Yes. We're going to do the Warhol thing. When Warhol coffin walks in, we all yell freeze. Like we're cops. And then what happens? You know, black is. And then he goes, he'll, usually, he'll usually freeze up like <laughs> we're having fun. We're not like trying freeze. To I don't know. <laughs> Guess he's not easy for us with that. Hey Warhol. Is that Warhol. him? Is that him? Yeah. Oh, Death man. in his face and shaking hands. <laughs> so we don't want to say that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I can tell we're going to get a little right. locks <laughs> Now, where, where is the heavyweight champ? Papers and everything. <laughs> oh, Jay, he's on his way. I'm pretty sure. You know what? I where, messaged where? him and I texted I him, and he hasn't got I'm back totally to me. He's, he's probably just waking we don't up. Lie. Mark. <laughs> hey, Mark. Mark, do you know if Jay's coming? Because he hasn't got back to me. <laughs> He can't make it? He can't make it. Oh, shit. Oh, oh damn. Well. The heavyweight champ can't make it. Oh, well. Well, we got all these J, champions J, now. J, J, all the champions out there. Can uh, people so, just, so just holler? Shout out to the original Nightmare. Woo! 
So yeah. he's he's a he's a pretty known like wrestler. Hello, everybody. Like, in the Bay Area. Redlining clan. And he's also the heavyweight champ. Uh, congratulations, oh, champ, <laughs> again. Yeah, check out our live back. video of the match we were at last okay. week. Okay. Yeah, that that right? was cool. That was cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> My kids liked it. <laughs> It was cool. It was cool as fuck. We ran into Amy, who yes. also can't be here because Jay's not here. Right. Uh, well, we we know why. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's take a vote. Uh, since this is a democracy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I perfect, run this perfect. show. <laughs> she is the Führer. <laughs> These are the front men. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right, let's talk about who's gonna be uh, who's gonna be the roast master. Oh yeah, do you guys? Hey, yeah. are you listening out there? No, yes. hell no. No, Warhol Coffin is too to busy rolling there. a blunt right now. <laughs> he, <laughs> he walked in with a baby's arms as the Indian. <laughs> I was like, is that? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well. um well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, he walked in with a grape-flavored happy log in between his <laughs> teeth. I think. Well, yeah, I think we're all coughing. Did you hear what I said? I said, as soon as I see the Indians gather, <laughs> I'm exactly. gonna go sit at the oh, yeah. campfire. She'll, she'll join the seance. seance. Pardon? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. We have a volunteer. We want you to do it. We want you to do it. Everything. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. Mark is going to be the roast master. I like that. He'll be the roast master. He did not say. Yeah. All right, Mark has to go first then. Go <laughs> right to the job. And he brought the shirt. For Stone Cold. And next is Pablo Yale because Stone Cold said so. Testing one, two, three. Okay, this is test, 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 test. Okay, hold on. I guess we're beginning. No. no, we're not beginning yet, Bob. Not yet. Who are we missing? Uh, I don't know, yeah. Bob. Uh, it's your birthday. <laughs> Come on, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to the world. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Mark, Mark out there. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Yeah, just and here comes the stage. He is the reigning champion of insults. Pablo Yale. Pablo Yale. Give it up for Pablo Yale. Here he comes. I am so not prepared for this. Literally. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I didn't even prepare anything. Oh, you don't have to. You got Bob this, Pablo. Inspired to insult him. For those of you that are in Radio Land, Bob is wearing a camouflage suit jacket, a black tie, and a red shirt, and and a very pretty, pretty happy birthday balloon with a unicorn on it. He believes he is the unicorn. But that's not what that's. that's not. You ask any of his old girlfriends, no, he's not the unicorn. 
Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. please get in the hot seat, as it were. Where it's right below your balls, it says free, which is very accurate. One per. Actually, if you hold out, Bob will actually pay you to touch his balls, so. <laughs> yeah, he already is. Yeah, he already, he's already slipped me $20. Hey, Critter. I just gave him like ha like a very sad hand job. It was very sad. He, he, he cried. I didn't, so. I had $20. All right. So, okay. God. Bob, the first time I met uh, you was on this very podcast. Was it here or was it over at the other place that we can't mention um, because of legal can you, reasons? Can you give me names so the people I'm introducing <laughs> so I don't screw up on the... Okay. On the cap. Right, right. There's a lot. Of, I know. There's a lot of legalese. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Just be glad that the. sound is mutiny radio listeners my mutineers i'm back because two jobs hospital bills no insurance the state that can't keep me down i'm here and we're going to talk about that kind of thing and how hard it is for all of you working here and in the world today and i've been gone for a while but we're gonna bring it back in style. If I have any new listeners, I'm gonna tell you what we're all about here in a minute, but as usual, we start with In the Hall of the Mountain King. This particular version is by the Marimba Bells because you are tuned in to Mutiny Radio, and this is The Stranger in a Strange Land. If you wanna call up, the phone number is 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. And I have some news, current events from around the world here in these fine United States. And yes, some politics for you. So stay tuned, some great music as well. The Stranger in a Strange Land on Mutiny.
Beautiful, imitable Nina Simone, and uh, it's actually some Miles Davis, though it is a, a remix. It's uh, gonna be some fun stuff here. I, so I, I realize when I look at the stats, as we are in this new year here, firmly embedded into 2014, I have uh, new listeners. I have it's grown. 
And uh, there's a different kind of audience that listens to this show. Um, and different people come to it. I know uh, people are into the politics, so we're not going to give up on that and the current events that we update you with. But also, people kind of like the theme shows that I do every once in a while, and, and they'll come after the fact and listen to those. So we'll have some of those this year, too. Um, but of course, yes, those politics. And uh, since I haven't been here for a while, I mean, there's a lot to cover. Of course, the State of the Union address. Uh, <laughs> didn't really say anything controversial to upset anyone. I mean, <laughs> apparently he's going to give a pass to everyone between... Uh, the financial titans of Wall Street and, um, you know, dictators around the world and the Republicans didn't really, wasn't really hard on anyone. And, uh, just continuing to make weak proposals, weak sauce proposals. Hey, he's going to raise that minimum wage to $10 and 10 cents and only for federal workers, only federal contract workers. And actually not any of the current contracts, only ones that are renewed, only new ones. So starting from when he made that proposal, that's excluding a lot of people, actually. Um, he did announce new fuel efficiency standards for trucks to combat climate change. He, you know, of course, said that climate change is a fact. The debate is settled. Thank God that someone in Washington, D.C. acknowledges scientific fact. That's that's refreshing, I guess. I mean, it's bold, I want to say. Uh, he's ordered his administration to partner with cities and states to shift towards cleaner energy. Eh, he's kind of had a balanced idea of clean energy, including a lot of dirty energy, so I'm not going to give him too much credit on that. Launching four new manufacturing institutes this year and uh, creating the starter savings accounts for workers with no 401ks or IRAs for retirement, asking uh, CEOs to come up with best practices to help the long-term unemployed. Because if there's one group of people who really care about the unemployed, it's CEOs, right? Because they, they've been there. Uh, he wants to partner with tech companies to improve web connectivity in schools. Uh, yeah, I got nothing to criticize about that. Good for him. Of course, if there's any group of people who can criticize him over any little thing, it's Republicans. Um, he pretty much let them off the hook in his State of the Union. And uh, uh, Representative Steve Stockman, who got up and walked out halfway through the address, so didn't even pay attention to what he was saying, later asked his uh, constituents on Twitter, should I impeach Obama? Hmm. No reason. No particular thing. Just should I do it? Should I? Do you guys like that? You guys love it, don't you? Aren't I a darling? Well, uh, on immigration, of course, we know the Republicans are kicking that can down the road, and so did Obama in his speech and probably the rest of the year. He failed to address the roots of income inequality and uh, also this immigration kerfuffle. Of course, we should note, we're unhappy with the Obama administration, not for the same kooky, crazy reasons that the leadership on the right uh, claim to be, even though they're just disingenuous, but we actually have real reasons. Um, speaking of immigration, his administration has deported nearly two million undocumented immigrants, uh, that it would be, I believe, more than his predecessor. Obama's coziness with and failure to regulate or punish fraud from the big banks, uh, his education reform, quote-unquote, just gives, you know, gives it over to the corporate privatization, which is not more efficacious. Obama's call to ramp up and embrace our now pervasive surveillance state, his hypocrisy about drone warfare and uh, dedication to state secrets, uh, just... 
all of those things. Far and beyond previous presidents, he's just gone further right on some of those things and attempted to ram through corporate-loving, population-harming, trans-Pacific partnerships in secret. Uh, we've talked about that before in the show, and we will in the future. His failure to do much about the racist drug war and discriminatory sentencing. It was a, a mild relief to know that um, they found one discrepancy, the whole, uh, uh, Eric Holder uh, and Obama, and they've, they've started to bridge some of those gaps, but still a lot to be done. And um, counterproductive energy policy, huge expansion, the number of countries we're fighting secret wars in with special ops. Um, in, in 2013 alone, elite U.S. forces were deployed in 134 countries around the globe, 123% increase during uh, the Obama years. And it just, just demonstrates how, you know, all this CIA, the CIA drone campaign, uh, extensive spying, all this is just projection of machismo and the American empire is just continuing to grow. Um, of course, you won't hear these criticisms come from Republican leadership, not for real factors, because the villainous GOP leaders are more than happy to agree with him on that, destroy the environment, kill American citizens, steal from the poor to feed the rich, spy on you. They have to, in fact, there's very little that they actually genuinely disagree with him on. They have to make up stupid shit to criticize the president for because he's on their side more often than not. Well, Americans aren't really falling for it. In a recent poll, uh, Democrats are seen as more willing to cross the aisle and uh, partner with Republicans, and Republicans are more extreme, more willing to work with the other party. Uh, Americans said the Democratic Party 62%, Republicans only 27%. I'm surprised it's that high. Uh, one of the most obstinate Congresses we've had uh, since they've been taking records on it. And um, who's more concerned with the needs of the people? Well, 32% Republicans and 52% Democrats, I don't think either of them really are. So uh, I guess that's a kind of fair uh, <laughs> judgment. Um, is more extreme in its positions, Republican Party 54%, so over half, and Democrats 35 And is more influenced by lobbyists, 47% to Republicans and 30% to Democrats. Um, neither were found to be very ethical, and uh, neither were found to really be able to ma manage the federal government. People were kind of split on who could do the job because when you ask Americans, should we just vote them all out, regardless of the party, they agree. That's when you do it. But one party is clearly seen as more extreme, and uh, they have a they have a brilliant alternative to Obamacare, which is just anything else. They want Americans to let the insurance companies go back in unfettered, no regulation, pre-existing conditions, all that stuff. Um, you should pay more. You should get less out of your out of it. In fact, uh, when they criticize the president and say, oh, well, you know, people are losing their health care plans that they like, and he lied about that. It's like, yeah, they're losing their shitty health care plans, revealing that Republicans would love for you to have shitty health care. It's like, oh, you don't get to keep the shitty health care that we want you to have? He's going to get you something better for cheaper? And they were criticizing him for, you know, the website having snafus and outages and people temporarily losing coverage while they were transitioning. Now, that kind of pain, those are valid arguments, except it pains the Republicans into a corner because of their profiteer, predatory-based, back-asswards plan from the Stone Age or the days of serfdom, at least, there'd be a lot more of that. So if they were to implement their plan, they've set up all the arguments against it already. Good thinking there. And this is the thing. It's all about good thinking. I'm 
not telling you that the Democrats are right or the Republicans are right. And I don't want you to go on the show and be rah-rah our side horse race politics because that's stupid and distracting. I want you to employ your critical thinking skills that as an advanced hominid, you have. Don't trust the left or right just because they're left or right. Democrats and other so-called lefties, by the way, keep shifting further to the right, supporting things like apartheid. So you should use your critical thinking, your skepticism and the Socratic method to inspect the world around you. If that happens to land you in a political camp afterwards, then so be it. Look, I don't want to attack people I disagree with a little bit on something uh, such as the economy or owning guns or practicing your religion. I'm not going to attack you on that. I think that once we acknowledge that to a lot of these arguments there are bounds of reason, then we can decide where the line is on things like regulation or background checks for guns or things. I mean, that we can decide that there are bounds of reason and then have a debate that's realistic. I have no interest in just completely demonizing your side and anyone who claims that's the case is lying to you now some things are very wrong with this country clearly and getting worse uh for example here in this beautiful town of san francisco where mutiny radio is located um we are seeing an influx of the super rich and an exodus or gentrification of the poor and middle class and uh, the city is becoming a little less liberal the once iconic liberal american city is uh soon emerging as a conservative haven for the libertarian rich now I'm talking about civil libertarian. I'm talking about tax evading libertarian. Uh, I mean, there's a tax on our democracy all across the country. Voter suppression in North Carolina. The GOP arguing that voting is un-American, specifically early voting. But they're trying to argue that voting is un-American. Go figure. Trying to argue that... The, the Constitution and the Declaration were written by God, even though I believe Thomas Jefferson wasn't exactly in that camp. But their new, the newest immigration reform from the GOP let millions stay here in this country, but just not be able to vote. So essentially indentured servitude. That's what they want. Make sure that uh, the top state elections um, have a GOP bias. They'd like that. They'd like any election referees to just be in their camp uh, for the lobbyists and the super rich. And these are the sort of things that we talk about on the show. Your issues of importance, I will definitely talk about. You just let me know. Uh, 415-550-0511. You can also email me if you're listening to the show later on the podcast. The Stranger, that's me, The Stranger at earthling.net. Earthling, because I'm totally uh, from this planet. Now, there are other inequities that it really bothers me to talk about, but of course I'm going to. Um, and this is actually, there, this is a mixed good and bad news. Of course, uh, Michael Dunn, the Florida man who fired into a car full of teenagers, unarmed teenagers, killing one because he was standing his ground against their loud music. I didn't know that when you were standing your ground, your ground meant public space because they were coming out of a convenience store. I didn't know that was his ground and not those teenagers. And uh, I didn't know that standing your ground meant that you could get in your vehicle and chase them as they're trying to drive away from you and fire into the vehicle. Now, he was found guilty of attempted murder of the teens who survived and then found not guilty of the first degree murder charge of 17 year old Jordan Davis, who did die. 
So now a lot of people are saying, oh, well, look at the bright side. He was found. He'll probably be in prison for a long time because of those other charges. Um, yeah, it's there is a principle here. You can't set a precedent that you can just get away with shooting someone because of their loud music. And part of it was that the prosecutor opted for first degree instead of second degree or manslaughter. And they are, here's the really good news. The prosecutors are going to try that charge again in May. And they're able to do it because uh, I guess it was a mistrial. It wasn't, um, I, I, I misspoke. He wasn't found not guilty. He was, um, that was a mistrial on that charge. And he was found guilty on the other charges. The law is weird, man. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't become a lawyer. Um, but uh, yeah, the recent verdict um, sparked nationwide debate on racism in this criminal case, just as it did with the George Zimmerman case one year ago and uh, the controversial stand your ground laws. But uh, hey, I'm sure that those stand your ground laws will, will co the country will come around on that real soon, won't they? Now, in most self-defense cases, you have to make an attempt to get away and not chase the person down. Um, but in Florida, there's no such requirement. You can do that. You just fire at anyone and it's self-defense. And uh, these stand-your-ground laws are on the books in more than 20 states. Now, and I, what was an obvious case of stand-your-ground in Florida, um, Michael Giles, this is a U.S. airman, was sentenced to 25 years in a Florida prison for shooting a man who was attacking him in the leg. That's right, he didn't actually kill the guy. He got 25 years for shooting the guy in the leg, which is what I think everyone should do if not kill the person, right? Don't kill the person, just try to stop them if you have to shoot at all, uh, which, you know. But this guy, he made a call. He's like, I'm standing my ground, I'm shooting the leg, and he got sentenced, uh, even though he was just leaving his, uh, you know, residence. Now, could be because this guy was black, the, the shooter in this case. And if you look at the statistics, people who are white and argue stand your ground get, a, uh, get acquitted much more often, at a much higher rate than people who are black and try to use stand your ground. It's interesting. Why that disparity? I wonder. I guess it's probably just a coincidence, right? Now, and if you have any question that there is some problem with racism in this country, just whenever an unarmed black teenager is shot and killed or something like this, something in that realm happens, just go to Twitter and read some of the tweets. I'm not gonna read them, they're horrifying, but there's just all these things that black people are not allowed to do in this country safely without threat of being shot uh, or harassed by police, stopped in frisks. I mean, they can't just go on a snack run to 7-Eleven or listen to loud music, as we know, or wear a hoodie, because those are all suspicious activities deserving of execution. Um, drive in their car with a white girl, they can be assaulted for that. Appear in public in New York City, the police will assault them. They can't walk on the wrong side of the street, apparently. Wait for the school bus, because sometimes that's suspicious. Drink iced tea in a parking lot. Seek help after a car accident. We talked about that case uh, last year. Uh, inspect their own car or property. Uh, police shot a man for doing that. Show up at their job. I believe that was in Florida, too. Uh, there was a police uh, department profiling someone for showing up to his job. Um, kindergartner who threw a temper tantrum had police respond. Buying clothes at an upscale place like Barney's or Macy's. That is suspicious. Buying clothes. How could... What? Uh, be a 13-year-old. Enter your own ha home. Or, as we know here in the Bay Area... Lay down in handcuffs and get shot in the back. That is, that is the reality that they face in this country.
I'm gonna go to some music and calm down. Here's Led Zeppelin, The Ocean. Something to think about.
just behind her Her fiery green gown Snares at the grassy ground Blue are the life-giving waters Take her for granted They quietly understand Once happy turquoise armies Lay opposite ready But wonder why the fight is on But they're all Flashes, trophies of war, and ribbons of euphoria. Orange is young, full of daring, but very unsteady for the first go round. My yellow in this case is not so mellow. In fact, I'm trying to say it's frightening like me. And all of these emotions of mine keep holding me from giving my life to a rainbow like you. But I'm a He knows everything. But Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix, and you are listening to the Stranger in a Strange Land podcast here live streaming at muniradio.fm. 
going to give you the new website, miniradio.fm, and uh, also the podcast. It's all over the web, The Stranger in a Strange Land. So, uh, yeah. Little Charles Mingus, this song is called No Private Income Blues. And what better music to play while we talk about the economy? Well, research just uh, the end of last month came out revealing that the wealth gap is bigger than anyone thought and growing. Oxfam's new report, Working for the Few, is getting a lot of attention. Uh, The biggest news is that the combined wealth of only 85 people, the world's richest 85 people, comes in at $110 trillion. That's over $10 trillion each. Uh, Equivalent to that, think about this, this is... 85 people have the same amount of money as the poorest half of the world. 3.5 billion. B. That's with a B. Billion people. The wealth gap in the United States is greater than just about every other developed country. Uh, the uh, Oxfam report says only Chile, Mexico, and Turkey are worse. So we're the fourth worst of the developed countries. Ooh, we're in the top four uh, for income inequality. And um, yeah, it's pretty sad. Now, the thing about this is it's it's getting a lot of attention, which is good. The inequality issue is uh, actually starting to appear on the radar of gatherings like the World Economic Forum, pages of the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times. This is a new admission for the rich to see this, and they're feeling threatened. In fact, last month, I'm sure you heard about this, Tom, Tom Perkins, a hyper-wealthy libertarian venture capitalist, right-wing kind of rich guy, uh, writing in believe uh, what paper was it uh yes the san francisco chronicles what did i tell you about this this city this uh liberal progressive city um wrote that there are parallels between what the progressives are doing talking about the one percent and what nazi germany was doing to the jews yeah that's right the progressive war on the poor american one percent the rich the poor rich. I mean, they have no power. They have no resources. They're, they're victims, right? It's exactly the same. The Occupy movement, when they were getting pepper sprayed in the face, really, when, and, and when police were hitting them in the gut and busting their skulls in and uh, their eye sockets, that was that was actually the equivalent of what what those protesters did to the, by. To the rich by doing that was like putting them in the ovens. That's that's pretty much what he's saying. He's saying it was crystal knocked, is what he actually said. And uh, I'm not going to read his whole idiotic perspective, but this is exactly the skewed perspective. The 85 people who now own as much wealth as three 3.5 billion, they aren't the winners. They're the persecuted, being exterminated by Hitler. Now, I don't know if you know about the concept of Godwin's Law. This is the idea that it's also known as uh, reductio ad Hitlerum because it's like reductio ad absurdum. It's absurd. And as soon as someone is losing an argument, if the argument goes on long enough, usually on the internet, then they will resort to Hitler or Nazis because they don't have any other way of winning the argument. And that has become the new standard. In fact, Tom Perkins is not the first person to do this. Back in 2010, billionaire Steven Schwartzman said about uh, t- a proposal to tax his private equity income, not even more, just at the same rate as everyone else's taxes. That's all. Just 
at the same egalitarian. He said, it's a war. It's like when Hitler invaded Poland in 1939. Those are his exact words. I, maybe I made it sound a little more excitable, but those were his words. Supermarket mogul John Katsimatis said, Katsimatis, I don't know how to say it. In 2012 uh, of, of tax increase proposals, Hitler punished the Jews. We can't have, we can't have punishing the 2% group right now. I don't know where you got the 2% from, but meanwhile, the anti-tax activist lobbyist who made all the Republicans sign a pledge to not raise taxes, Grover Norquist, insists that the Nazis were for a higher marginal tax rate. And you know, you're, you're right. That's what made them bad. That's the one. When I think Nazi, I think, man, that higher marginal tax rate that they were in favor of. That was the problem. That's the problem with Nazis. Really? Is that what you, that's what you think, Grover Norquist? Hmm. AIG CEO Robert Ben Moishi declared that anger over his bailed out company's bonuses were, quote, just as bad. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. As lynchings of African-Americans in the Jim Crow South. I want, to, I want to repeat the first part of that because the second part is really, you know, inflammatory. But the thing that he's mad about, the thing that he said that about was that when his company was bail, his company's bonuses for the executives at the top, that's what they got bailed out by our tax dollars. And we got angry about it because those are our tax dollars that bailed out their unnecessarily large bonuses. When we got angry, that, our anger, was what was just as bad in his mind as lynchings. So this is where they, they are, and the reason they feel this way is because they feel they're losing. They have advisors and economists and people telling the wealthy and increasing their anxiety uh, that moods against them, even globally, are turning against the super rich and that ultimately could prove very hard to control. Uh, even with the Republicans and the Democrats and Obama on their side, hey, they're starting to pivot onto this income inequality track. You had the Occupy movement a couple years ago. You even have the Pope now speaking out against the dangers of wealth concentration at the top. You have people accurately pointing out that all you're doing is hoarding. You're not putting it in the environment. You're not or you're not putting it back into the economy or the environment. You're not creating jobs. You're not spending it. You're not, you're not starting new businesses. You're hoarding trillions of dollars to no one's benefit. And uh, they feel they're in deep, deep trouble. Maybe not today, but soon. Uh, with the 30 richest Americans owning as much as half of the poorest U.S. population, so about, eh, you know, kind of similar to the world numbers, the bottom half of America owns a smaller percentage of the national wealth than almost all other countries and continents. The 1.1% of America's wealth owned by the poorest half is less than the poor halves in other countries. So in Asia, I'm sorry, in North America, it's compared to Asia, Africa, Latin America, India, the United Kingdom, China, we're worse off, actually. Our poor are worse. Now, I want to say that's percentage-wise. Um, a lot of those countries, the poor, have much less resources and money or clean water. So that's important to point out. But uh, we're getting, relative to our richest in this country, we're getting screwed more. Uh, there's less mobility. So when they have this, conservatives have this argument that, you know, you can just improve your situation with hard work and opportunity. Well, actually, um, Research has shown that economic mobility is lower in the U.S. than in most other developed countries and lower than in some undeveloped countries. America's middle class is further from the top 
you know, hey, middle class, keep fighting the poor. Poor and middle class should fight each other and not focus on the rich, right? Because middle class, you can become rich someday. You're just so close. Actually, the middle class is further from the top than all developed countries. They're the, that's the farthest gap. And extreme inequality means that people without homes are freezing to death. Uh, I mean, children are not able to get food. And the stock market grew by $4.7 trillion last year. Hey, you know how much it would cost to get give every homeless person shelter for a year, for 365 days? $4 billion. So you still have $0.7 trillion left over. I'm sorry, no, you'd have, I, I did the numbers wrong. That's 4.7 trillion versus 4 billion. So you'd have plenty left over. You'd have uh, 4.6 uh, something something trillion left over. And everyone would be able to have a home for a year. That's only if you uh, just taxed a tiny percent uh, out of out of that those stock market earnings in one year. Now... This is the class war. When we talk about class warfare, it is not the people being pepper sprayed or the people starving in the street that are waging class warfare. Okay, it, who are the real perpetrators of this, right? Is it the restaurant owners fighting a tiny raise in minimum wage for their tipped workers, who, as we know, tipped workers have incredibly low wages? Is it Apple and Google, who we now know conspired and colluded to keep their wages low? Or is it, worst of all, the Koch brothers, who have secretly been keeping their donors uh, hidden away? They just recently did come out that we know who they are, which is awesome. Um, someone just left the... Uh, <laughs> the list of donors out in public and then we found out who they were and actually I have to give a tiny amount of uh, credit to Harry Reid here because he got into it uh, a couple weeks ago and, and really called them out and said look these these are not non-profits these are not social welfare groups Th this is what Citizen United has done Citizen United has allowed them to put all of this stuff towards the political process and we have two brothers who are trying to buy the entire country and spending their dollars on governor races, the state level, huge amounts of money around the country to defeat their uh, rivals in the House and Senate and um, hiding all of their efforts. And it's disgusting. It's enormous amounts of money that they're spending to buy our political process. And as a country, we keep subsidizing the rich. We keep giving them kickbacks. Where does the w real welfare go? It goes to them, if you want to look at the larger number of it. And, and I got to say, even though I just gave a little credit to Harry Reid, Democrats love these super PACs and Citizens United just as much as the Republicans do. So uh, make no mistake about it. Now, the Republicans, on the, on the other hand, are a little worse because they are actively trying to cut all of your benefits. They actually passed a farm bill that cut food stamps by $8 billion. When we could get that money easily, as I've just told you, <laughs> They cut food stamps, and at the same time, they didn't even save any money because they expanded corporate farm welfare. This mostly goes to large corporate farms, not small mom and pop farms, so do not let them lie to you about that. $7 billion. So they cut food stamps by $8 billion for the poor and then gave corporations $7 billion. Hey, look, they saved a billion dollars. Fox News, meanwhile, uh, on the just on a quick aside about food stamps, was lying, lying, liar, liar, fucking pants on fire 
saying that in Colorado, now that pot is legal, they, people can use food stamps to buy pot. No, it's completely not true. It was one person that said, hey, what if they could do this? And then the next minute, you know they could do this? It's completely, they are lying to you. And one last thought on what we could do as a country, uh, aside from some of the other proposals that have been mentioned and that, you know, we, we talk about on the show and I'll go into, I'll talk about some more later, but you know, we could have public banks. We don't need private banks. I'm not even saying you would socialize all of them, okay, um, before I start getting phone calls at 415-550-0511 or emails at thestranger at earthling.net. Um, calling me a Maoist and all that. Listen, I just think we should have both options. The private option and the public option and see what the free market decides. Because I know what I would. I know where I'd put my money. And, uh... It's not where my mouth is. I guess it is. I don't, I don't really know what that metaphor means. Uh, we're going to listen to some music and we're going to come back and tell you what's going on here at the station. We're having a lot of fun. So, um... Sounds a little jazzy. A little folk. From the 60s, here comes Donovan and uh, some other stuff. I'll just let you be surprised. You'll see the stranger in a strange land on Mutiny.
years ago were coming to this life The son of a woman and a man who lived in strife He was tired of being poor And he wasn't into selling door to door And he worked like the devil to be more Sets me so Night after sleepless night I walk the floor And I want to know Why am I so alone Where is my woman Can I bring her home Have I driven her away Is she gone colored beast I grow weary of the torment can there be no peace and I catch myself just wishing that my life would simply cease there you go of course little Crosby Stills Nash and Young one of my favorites 4 and 20 and uh, even though that song really doesn't literally describe where I was at 24, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of, kind of just feels, feels like that part of your life, you know? You're a little felonious monk with Bimsha Swing as we tell you what events are going on here. Now, hey, you know, speaking of uh, possible solutions to all this economic inequality, there's a great documentary out called... Inequality for All uh, by former Labor Secretary, economics professor from Berkeley, Robert Reich. Brilliant mind. I mean, we've reported, I've quoted his articles and played his audio from his uh, blog, um, robertreich.org, I believe. Robert Reich, just look him up. Um, He's great. And uh, he has this movie, and I've seen it. It's wonderful. You should see it. In fact, you can see it here at Mutiny Radio next Thursday, February 27th at 6 p.m. And we're going to be part of these watch parties that they're organizing. And, uh, excuse me, he's uh, he himself, Robert Reich, is going to be on a conference call with the watch party so we can ask questions. Uh, the other thing we're going to do, so that's next uh, Thursday at 6 p.m. I would highly recommend you come. If you want to have your own watch party, you can go on uh, his website and do that as well. And um, the other thing we're doing that's really cool is the Young Turks. Um, I know a lot of you guys watch the Young Turks. They're the largest uh, web news show um, 
ever. And um, they are having different meetups in different cities. And the one for San Francisco is here at Mutiny Radio, first Tuesday of every month, 7 p.m. So uh, check that out. Now, tomorrow or today, depending on your perspective, here at Mutiny, uh, Sugar, whose uh, monthly show is, you know, you got to catch it. It's it's only once a month, and then it's going to wait for next month. Uh, she's on uh, 6 to 8 p.m. with The Genie, an eclectic artist working with a slide guitar, pedals, making live music right on the spot. This collaboration with many local artists has been growing for a decade. Mini Radio and Sugar is proud to have Genie for a free show only for you San Francisco and Bay Area peeps. So come on down. The other cool thing, too, I want to mention is, um, you know, spotlight different shows every week. Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave Whitaker, you know him, you love him, and the Common Thread Collective every Friday. Uh, come on down here. There is an open mic for beat poets. I never know why I'm going to come here. Sometimes it's like some kind of um, Roma music with like you know accordion and and folk and violin and sometimes it's like you know freestyle hip-hop and other times they're just reading like old poetry from the 50s and sometimes they're they're chanting i mean we we were very active during the uh, occupy wall or well here occupy san francisco protests and uh speaking of which they mention him on their website occupy wall street um they which they have some events coming up so also tomorrow uh 3 p.m help protect san francisco's healthcare security ordinance and uh, fight for single payer. That is at 518 Valencia at 16th Street, two blocks from the 16th Street BART. Uh, they're going to have David Campos, who's uh, San Francisco supervisor for District 9, and health policy consultant for the San Francisco Labor Council, Paul Kumar, and uh, of course, the Occupy Forum over on Mission Street. Uh, to, yeah, 2017 Mission Street is on Monday at, from 6 to 9. They have that every week. So um, go check that out. They're going to have an awesome singer-songwriter, David Rovix, voice of the Occupy movement and the opposition. You know, he writes and sings songs about the Iraq war, anti-globalization, Chelsea Manning, other Occupy issues. So go and check that out and lots of other things. And if you're really into uh, the fight for uh, labor politics, um, check out Labor and Love, Labor Love uh, on Saturday mornings with B- uh, Bill Morgan. That is an awesome show. And uh, it's going to be on uh, a few hours after I'm off. So, you know, after I'm off, Tuck in, get some sleep, wake up early. Instead of putting on cartoons, get your cereal and listen to Mutiny Radio. And I've got a whole bunch of other stuff coming up for you. Got some international news and politics. We're gonna try and make some sense of what's going on because, man, it's some shit's fucked up. Uh, we're going back to some folk music here. Actually, some fun kind of '60s tunes that I've had stuck in my head this past week, uh, like Cat Stevens. So stay tuned, Mutiny Radio.
five-minute break And that's all you take For a cup of cold coffee and a piece of cake People who've been working for 50 years No one asks for more money Cause nobody cares Even though they're pretty low And their rents in arrears Matthew and Sam the phone number one more time for any of you live listeners out there but these wee hours of the morning it's 415-550-0511 this is the stranger again and um I, you know i would like your opinions because they might differ on a lot of these things uh there are protests and in some cases riots all over the world unrelated in different countries just people are fed up and i'm not gonna say that i agree with uh, all protesters or rioters. I mean, some of them are quite violent. Some of them are, uh, you know, right-wing reactionaries. Some of them are uh, extreme left leftists. Some of them, uh, some of the governments in question are on the, the right or the left. So we'll talk about some of them and uh, what's going on. Um, in Venezuela, security forces and demonstrators faced off in the streets burning barricades in several provincial cities and protests escalated after President Nicolas Maduro's socialist government. At least uh, five people have died since the violence broke out and the most serious unrest in Maduro was uh, narrowly, um, or since Maduro was narrowly elected uh, last year. And there have been lots of injuries and arrests. The protesters are mostly students and they want Maduro to resign. They blame his government for violent crime. Kind of ironic that they then go violently protest. Although a lot of that is uh, security forces shooting into the crowd. Um, High inflation, product shortages, alleged repression of opponents. That's never good. I don't care what your political uh, allegiance is. You don't repress your opponents. No, you don't. That's not. That's. uh, That just tells me that you believe you're in the wrong. You don't believe your own position strongly enough. And here's another thing that's very telling. They're taking away the cameras from journalists at gunpoint. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't sound like the good guys in that situation. Uh, Look, both sides uh, have a bit of angel and demon in them. So, and another one of those very (laughs) kind of... uh, little bit of this little bit of that in the ukraine 
anti-government protests sparked by anger that President Viktor Yanukovych... I'm so... Oh, man. <laughs> I need to take a class in pronunciation of, like, Russian names. Viktor Yanukovych was driven, driving the country toward uh, closer ties with Russia. A lot of them want to be part of the EU, or at least closer ties to the West. These... Uh, this anger has spread and escalated in a state of near national emergency. Now, some of these protesters, it's different groups. Some of them are uh, liberal and, and some are pro-West and some are pro-Russia and some are right wing and some are reactionary and some are just straight out pro-fascistic. And uh, it's very scary what's going on there. Um, they spread out from the capital of Kiev and have brought tens of thousands into the streets. Uh, two people at least have died. Um, a 55-year-old man was found hanging. They don't know if that's, you know, some sort of statement, something symbolic um, of the protests. This was in one of the squares of Kiev, and the cause of death is not fully known. Yanukovych and his uh, supporters argue that his political opposition have spurred protesters on to occupy government buildings, claiming that uh, the optics of a popular uprising is in fact a mask for a centrally directed coup. Is it, or is he just saying that so he can justify the violence uh, back against the protesters? Meanwhile, in uh, the Ukraine's Burkut riot police have been violent and fierce, brutally beating protesters and... Um, What's really going on in the Ukraine is is uh, really interesting. I mean, Yanukovych had already been in a treaty agreement or had, was ready to sign one to uh, with the EU and then pulled out, did a 180 at the last minute, uh, deciding not to join, and that's what made people angry and um, decided to be friendly with Putin. Uh, and as a result, you know, to get favorable treatment from the Russian government. And protesters think that this this would benefit ordinary people to be more aligned with the EU and uh, its economic powers than um, Yanukovych, who basically is only represented by the corrupt interests of the rich in Russia. And so while that violence um, did move away from the capital, the Russian state Duma uh, recently passed a resolution slamming foreign politicians and anyone interfering in those uh, affairs while Russia itself was interfering and the EU and uh, <laughs> the United States, embarrassingly, uh, things coming out about how we talk about the EU behind its back, for example. And uh, the U.S. adopted a stance which, which hints at another planned regime change. And, uh, you know, of course, there have been violent riots and uh, people throwing torches and invading government buildings. And uh, certainly the police are not any better. There's reports that the government itself is instigating violence, as are reports in many of these countries. Meanwhile, in Brazil, the situation uh, is an important reflection of anger against the... Uh, austerity and neoliberal politics as they're bringing in the World Cup and uh, these boarding events there uh, while they're not political are showing how uh, you know they, they want to just pretty things up and then ignore what the priced out locals and what's you know the poverty in that country and so they are saying you know we would rather as much as we love soccer in Brazil we would rather not have the World Cup at the expense of clean drinking water how about that in Thailand hundreds of thousands of protesters blocked polling stations uh, over the weekend the country's election commission stated that the contentious vote would be postponed until next month and Reuters summed up the protest context they're the latest chapter in the political conflict that has gripped the country for eight years pitting the middle class of Bangkok and pro protesters from the south against the poor supporters. You guys, middle class should not fight the poor. 
you are not that far apart. You have more in common than you do with the guys at the top. The latest violence is likely to add to Thailand, Thailand's deepening political divide with increasing fears of civil war and military intervention. So, uh, frightening stuff all around the world. And um, I'm not saying that this is the right way to go about change, but uh, I'm also not going to judge your situation because when people are up against the wall, sometimes the only way out of the corner is to fight. That's I, I'm not endorsing it. It's just a reality. It's a fact. And uh, it's certainly more justifiable than the rampant random violence that state actors take against civilians. In fact, after five years uh, of after Obama's first drone strike, the U.S. is still avoiding the legal responsibility for civilian casualties and um, total drone deaths in Pakistan have topped 2,000, and uh, Pentagon officials are still reticent to really uh, talk about what's going on. A lot of that stuff is done in secret. I mean, most of it's done in secret, and um, they're talking about launching another drone strike on an American citizen overseas. Associated Press's Kimberly Dozier reports that the Obama administration is divided over whether or not they should kill an American citizen. You know, it might be bad optics. It just might not look good. Um, they say he's accused of planning attacks on Americans, but they can't give you any more than that because that would they can't really tell you why they're going to kill him or what, what threat he might pose because that, of course, would be a threat to national security. So they might kill another American. And here's the thing. You, these may be bad guys. The four Americans that have already been killed, although one of them was Anwar uh, Olawaki's son, who we don't know had any they still can't give us any reason why he needed to be killed at all um it's just his teenage son um other than being hockey's but even even the ones that you could say are bad guys they're american citizens and first of all i I don't think we should be using these drones at all it's excessive force it doesn't uh it isn't in within the constraints of international law, but he, as an American citizens, it's far outside constitutional law when you don't give them due process. Due process? You remember that? Remember that thing? I mean, are we living in a post-constitutional America where the president can just declare you a threat enough to have you assassinated, anyways, without a trial by robotic death from above or special ops team? There's a lot of things we don't know about how these drones work and what's going on. I mean, we, who's being targeted? It's very shaky, especially with the signature strikes and just, you know, if you're in the general vicinity of looking like maybe you're the right gender and age of someone who could be a terrorist kind of thing. And we don't, they never tell us what constitutes an imminent threat. Like this new person who's unnamed that they, is an American citizen that they might kill. We don't know anything about him. How, how much of a threat is, is he, if at all? We don't, Congress doesn't really have any oversight. There's no one that really knows what's going on. We don't, they, I mean, we don't know if civilian casualties are avoided. It doesn't seem like so. And why is the count always off that the government gives than what like journalists and and, uh, health organizations and human rights organizations give? So that's weird. So we just don't know how they justify these things. And uh, I'm sorry, it's just not consistent with the law of of war, which is kind of an oxymoron. (laughs) War is lawless, but the law of war. um, You know, I... This is a moral debate. 
And if you say, I would just like to have this moral debate on certain issues, especially when we're talking international politics and people who are being exploded or murdered or subjugated or segregated in various countries, uh, whether they're our allies or our enemies or our secret enemies, um, they say, oh, well, you're not being serious. If you're just not all rah, 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 security state, whatever they say, go, you know, hawk, the hawks say go. You're just not, that's not serious. It's like, no, no. I want to have the moral debate about it. And, and uh, we can disagree, but we need to have that debate. So we go to this. Emerson Lincoln Palmer, you hear the chaos there, representing the chaos in the Ukraine because, uh, Part of this is the Great Gates of Kiev. That's instrumental here. First link When we come back, we're going to talk about the security state. We're going to talk about the National Security Agency. As we always say for the end of the show. So stay tuned. Meet the radio.